This is the Ag Queen Podcast. This podcast explores the agriculture industry with the movers and shakers of those shaping it. Here's your host, Lori Boyer. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the show here today. I'm visiting today with Spencer Reams, who is president of the Great Plains Chapter for the Grain Elevator and Processing Society, otherwise known as Jeeps. And also joining us for the conversation is Michael Hinton. He is a director of sales and marketing with AgTrax. We'll be learning more about Jeeps and AgTrax in our conversation here today. But Spencer, to get us started, tell us more about the Jeeps organization and what it is. Yeah, Lori, thanks for having us on today. So uh, like you said, my name is Spencer Reams. I am director of Southern Grain Operations for Mid-Kansas Co-op out in the central part of the state. I'm president of the local Jeeps chapter. What Jeeps is, Lori, it's a society of people that are involved in grain elevators. So, you know, it's anyone at the local level. You know, we all drive by and see elevators. Uh, You know, it's people involved in that process. It's, It's people there taking and receiving the grain, shipping the grain out, um, are involved in this group, as well as vendors like Michael and Agtrax that we deal with at a locational level to make sure the grain goes where it needs to go. You know, you have anywhere from grain software folks, you have elevator supply companies that are involved in this organization, as well as outside vendors as well that supply cups, buckets, belts, you name it. Uh, There's a whole bunch of different people involved in this organization. So that's a little bit about Jeeps uh, from a from a broad scale perspective today. Just to give you some facts on uh, you know where we stand across the United States, there's 26 total chapters. As of right now, there's 2,832 members that are involved in Jeeps. We have an exchange that's held every year. Uh, the last couple of years, it's been in Kansas City. It can be anywhere across the nation. But that'll draw close to 3,000 people. So it's a pretty big deal, as well as 350 vendors and 45 hours of educational experience. So in a nutshell, it serves multiple purposes, but it's education, it's networking, and it's growth professionally and personally as well. Spencer, what is the benefit of becoming a member and taking part in Jeep's activities? The benefit of being a member of Jeep's is, is threefold, in my opinion. It's largely driven around education. Uh, You know, you have guys and gals that come in from all different types of backgrounds. Farm kids are are no longer the source of employment, uh, you know, across our industry. So when you have people that come into this industry uh, that have no idea, this is a great place to go get education about, you know, what elevators do, uh, the the purpose behind them and how they function on a day in, day out basis. Uh, We we're big on the safety aspect and compliance. Uh, we have to deal a lot in that. So this is another opportunity through this organization where you can get that. You can get that knowledge because uh, we have professionals. Uh, we even have ocean uh, personnel that's involved mm-hmm. in our chapters as well and that help bridge that gap a little bit. Also, just the networking. If you're able mm-hmm. to get into a group of people that are like-minded that you can call on and for different things, you know, whether it's day-to-day operations or, hey, maybe I'm a move across the state. If you have a network of people uh, that work in the same thing that you do, it just sets you that much farther ahead, um, in my opinion. So those are the reasons why, if you're not part of Jeeps right now, uh, get there. Uh, We'd love to have you. Spencer, does the organization deal with politics at all or some of the issues such as chain supply and other things like that? 
We do not, Lori. Uh, we we stay out of that realm of it. Uh, there there are plenty of other organizations that fill that gap. Um, so mm-hmm. we do not. Now we're very well aware, and we talk about a lot of those issues that we're facing, you know, at meetings and convention. But we do not directly lobby uh, one way or another on legal issues. How long have you been in the grain elevator industry, Spencer? Yeah, Lori. So I've been in the industry for ten years. I grew up a on a farm in north central Kansas, up around the town of Beloit. My folks, they still farm and raise cattle today. But yeah, as far as professionally, I've been in uh, the industry for about 10 years at this point. So what are some of the changes that you have seen during your 10 years in the industry? Yeah, you know, I think the biggest thing that stands out to me on the changes is just from a technological aspect, um, you know, the, the amount of automation that goes into facilities uh, anymore. It's just, it's crazy, in my opinion, um, from even 10 years ago. Uh, when I started 10 years ago, automation was getting going. But today you look around, there's even facilities that are fully automated uh, where you don't need to have a single person on site. Um, and 10 years ago, that wasn't, you know, that was just a thought. That was a concept. But here we are today where it's an actuality. So, that's the biggest change I've seen in my 10 years. And, you know, I talk with plenty of people that have been around the industry for 20, 30 years, and the amount of change they've seen is is well beyond that. So, Also based on your experience and looking into your crystal ball, what kinds of things do you expect in 2023? You know, I expect you're going to see a lot more consolidation. Um, you know, as time goes on, you know, the, the future is is whether we like it or not, it's becoming more consolidated. Um, And and I think a lot of drought, uh, especially in the central part of the the country in the past year, uh, will drive some of that. Uh, So, you know, if I had to guess, I'm going to say you're going to see a lot of consolidation coming up in the future, uh, which is good. And, you know, it has its pros and cons um, on that. But I think it's inevitable at the end of the day. Spencer, can you speak to how the organization may or may not work with export buyers? In other words, foreign people that come to the country looking at U.S. grains for potential purchases? Yeah, Lori. So as an organization, we don't do a lot of that hands-on. Now, a lot of our members will, you know, with your different companies, your your larger ones, your Cargills, uh, your ADM, CHS, they take a lot of that responsibility on uh, with with the foreign buyers that come to tour. Uh, even here at MKC, we've had some groups uh, from Japan uh, in the past that have come out to see our train loading facilities just to get an idea of what they look like. Um, so, you know, because they, they get the end product and just out of curiosity's sake, they wanted to come see what it looks like on the front end. So not a lot of that is consolidated through Jeeps, but then again, a lot of our members are doing a lot of that day in, day out. Spencer, going back to where we started here in our conversation, you talked about a recent exchange meeting that took place. So I want to learn a little bit more about that. Can you tell me about some of these specific sessions and topics that were at that meeting and what the takeaways were? Yeah. So our most recent uh, event was held in Garden City, Kansas um, on December 15th. Our organization decided that we really needed to hit our Western Kansas market uh, because we feel it is underserved and there's a lot of great uh, resources and talent out in that part of the state. So we went out there as an outreach effort to get people together to learn about what we do as an organization, uh, how we can drive value 
to each and every member and organization that's on there, whether that's professionally through, you know, just networking. A lot of it is networking, but also education. And the biggest thing that we do, in my opinion, is our scholarship, uh, you know, and making sure that people know what all we do as an organization to to help agriculture in general. Because, uh, you know, if we do it on our end, then that helps the farmers and that's the ultimate goal. So that was the purpose of this meeting was just to drive interest, to get them a part of something bigger. And, uh, you know, we'll see where that goes from here. This will be the first of, of many attempts because, you know, Rome wasn't built in a day per se. Uh, so it's going to take a, a multi-event you know, effort to, to really drive that interest. Are those meetings held yearly, biannually, or how often are they held? Yeah, so what we do, uh, we typically have three to four meetings a year uh, where we do that, you know, spread out. But in addition to, we call those chapter meetings, we also have a maintenance day. Uh, which is coming up in January for our for our chapter, and it's held in Salina, Kansas. And what we do there, we have a whole bunch of different vendors uh, that come in and do demonstration on maintenance. So we have a lot of different topics that we cover, all related to grain elevators and, and how you do that uh, maintenance correctly. A year ago, we had around 95 participants in that, and, and we're hoping to to have above 100 this year. Um, at our maintenance day, because uh, that's a big, big event. Uh, then we also hold our our scholarship golf tournament, and we do that annually in May, which is you know the fundraiser to be able to hand out our scholarship. So all told, you know throughout the year, you we generally five to six different events, you know slash meetings uh, included in on that on a yearly basis. Michael, bringing you into the conversation now, let's talk first off about your company. Tell us more about AgTrax. Very happy to. And, and thank you again for the opportunity to join you and Spencer this afternoon. We, AgTrax and, and myself greatly appreciate it, as well as our staff here in Hutchison, Kansas. So AgTrax, we've been serving the global agribusiness community for over 26 years. We are located in downtown Hutchison, Kansas. Our business has been in Hutchison throughout its its span uh, of, of being an operation. We develop and market agribusiness accounting and grain bin management and traceability software. The clientele, the customers that Spencer mentioned that attend the, the Jeeps meetings and the exchange conference, those are our customers. We work with uh, grain elevators, co-ops, uh, feed mills, each of those. Uh, we support their accounting software needs and solution needs, as well as, as I said, grain bin management and software, uh, grain bin management and traceability software. So what that entails is we have uh, today, we serve a majority of the top U.S. agriculture producing states that includes the second largest province in Canada. Uh, We have 170 organizations in 24 states plus Canada on our software, and that entails roughly 3,400 users in that mix. So, and we're a growing company. We continue to expand. We have roughly 35 to 40 employees here in our office in Hutchison. As I said, just continue to grow and enjoy the agribusiness, agriculture industry. Michael, do you have more than just your main office? 
This is our main office. We do have uh, remote or some people say hybrid employees. Uh, we're not all located here in Hutchison. We do have several that office uh, in other states as well as in parts of Kansas. As for example, uh, we have a sales rep up in uh, Indiana that calls on that northeast, uh, north central section of the United States, as well as other employees throughout the United States. And how long have you been with AgTrax? I've been at AgTrax going on almost three years now. I have an agricultural background. Actually, I was born and raised in Kansas, just not far from uh, Spencer and Walton, Kansas, on a hobby farm. So uh, very, very accustomed to agriculture. In fact, the home that my parents had was surrounded by wheat fields on all four sides of our home. We were kind of out in the center of a wheat field. So born and raised in Kansas, then went to school at both the University of Kansas and Wichita State. And then My career has taken me uh, throughout the Midwest. Uh, Most recently, prior to joining AgTracks, I was with a feed company up in Minnesota, uh, southern Minnesota. So I was there for five years and uh, decided that I wanted to be home and wanted to continue working in agriculture and uh, found AgTracks. What would you say is a common question you get with regard to your company and what you do? Really, just um, a lot of them aren't aware of uh, what all they actually need. So we go through uh, basically a question and answer with them on uh, how many users they have, how many scales they have, what they're needing as far as modules. Do they have a, a customer portal to where their customers can review and look up their invoices, their statements, their balances, which is what we call online access. Uh, so we go through, like I say, a very thorough investigation with those customers and prospects. And we also do um, uh, demonstrations, uh, virtual demonstrations, so they can see what what our software provides, what they may not be utilizing or what they, they potentially are with another software and how our software can solve their solution need. Michael, now that we know more about AgTrax, how do you support and work with the Jeeps organization? AgTrax has actually been a member of Jeeps for over 17 years. We've been participating in the Jeeps Exchange Conference since 2014. And just like Spencer said, we participate, sponsor, support both our Jeeps chapter uh, here in Kansas and the Great Plains chapter, as well as, as I mentioned earlier, we have a rep up in Indiana. We also participate in Jeeps events in the Hoosier chapter up in Indiana. So we support that as well as on a national level, support Jeeps through our expo and and participation at their national conference. But I guess going back to your question, why and, and what we do to support Jeeps is we do it because of the networking, the industry affiliations that are there, the customers that are there, the scholarships. I'm not sure if I recall uh, Spencer mentioning that, but the scholarships they make available, um, the training they make available. It's a partnership and it's one that we value and have valued for a very long time and continue to value. So that's why we participate. Michael, what else would you like to mention or tell us about here today with regard to ag tracks and Jeeps? 
Yeah, I just also, I'd be remiss if I didn't mention how this all came together. We just uh, returned from a meeting in Western Kansas uh, with Spencer and the Jeep's Great Plains chapter. And again, if we haven't touched on it, that meeting was really to bring together the Western Kansas co-ops elevators and have them see what Jeeps is all about, see who AgTrax is. Again, we were a co-sponsor of that dinner meeting. And I'd be remiss if I didn't mention that we were also the other co-sponsor of that uh, event was uh, McPherson Concrete. And so again, speaking of industry affiliations, uh, McPherson Concrete is a great supporter of Jeeps and also a great partner with AgTrax. And so as always, it's a partnership and one that we truly value and will continue to support for years to come. And Michael, going back to the meeting that Spencer and I talked about, I want to ask you kind of the same question. What was your big takeaway at that recent exchange meeting? Oh, I definitely the networking. Uh, and it and it really is an organization that communicates and reaches out to their membership and potential members. Uh, but definitely the, the networking. And it, as Spencer said, and I'll just reiterate it, if you're not familiar with Jeeps, you, you haven't been a part of it look into it, join Jeeps, and uh, attend the meetings. Spencer, going back to you, was there anything else you wanted to add or say here today with regard to Jeeps? I would say this, Lori. um, You know, we all have to work together. Agriculture is, you know, near and dear to my heart, as it is with most people that would be listening to this. It it takes everyone from the farmer uh, to the folks that handle it on the other side, both before and after, uh, you know, the crop is is put in the ground and harvested. We have to remember that it takes all of us to that successful, and you can't do one part of it without the other. So that that would be my message uh, for everyone to to remember: is hey, we're all in this together. Uh, so how can we support each other and make each other better? Because that's at the end of the day what it's all about. And that will bring us to a close on the show today. Once again, I want to thank both my guests for joining me on our discussion. Spencer Reams, president of the Great Plains chapter of the Grain Elevator and Processing Society, otherwise known as Jeeps, and Michael Hinton, director of sales and marketing with AgTrax. Thanks for tuning in to this edition of the Ag Queen podcast with your host, Lori Boyer.